Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Hunter Massengill, alongside, as always, head coach Tanner Ursland. Tanner, over to the side. Corey, behind the scenes. Uh, Boston, Nebraska on Friday night. Uh, tough duel on Friday. Before we get into, you know, it's a big night. Like we uh, previewed last week, so many, so many things going on. It was in Mackey. It was senior night, alumni night. Before we get into all, all those things, I do, before we, you know, I don't want to brush past the late push by Thomas Panola, it was, you know, he got the loss, lost 12 to eight, but he started the third period down nine to zero. So that entire third period, just showing his fight and what kind of, you know, wrestler he is, what kind of athlete he is, you know, like I said, did lose the match 12 to eight, but maybe a little bit of silver lining showing that late push against a, a good wrestler in Jensen. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's funny you bring him up, I guess, right away because he was my point of emphasis in the duel. We always talk about with our guys just wrestling in the moment, you know, um, and not just thinking about win or lose. And so I wa- really wanted to emphasize, you know, the effort that he gave and the way he came back um, is, is kind of how we want our guys to compete down the stretch. Uh, we have talent, we're in shape, and the guys are conditioned, you know, we're, you know, we're in a good place, right? But that kind of effort and that kind of fight goes a long way for your team. Um, and so I really wanted to kind of highlight that with the team is, yeah, he made mistakes. It wasn't perfection, but the effort was there, and he never gave up. He gave himself a chance to win in the end, and so I thought just from a, uh, you know, a complete match standpoint, he wrestled the best, you know? Yeah. Clearly, mistakes are made. He did not win the match. But we always tell guys, you can wrestle well and still lose. And you can wrestle poorly and just hang on to win, and we're not going to be happy. So it can't just be about the wins and losses. It's got to be about the performance. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that I really wanted to highlight to our team, is that from a performance standpoint, while not perfect, boy, he was really closing the gap, scoring points. And what happened? The crowd got into it. Oh, yeah. You know, clearly, we were out of the duel at that point. Um, with some other things, you know, with the injury to, to Kendall and stuff like that. But he got the crowd on its feet. They were going. That is what is going to take us where we want to go, both from the standpoint of a team scoring points at Big Tens and giving yourself opportunities to win duels, but just from the standpoint of growing the, the, the fan base the way you want because they got loud, they were excited. You know, that, that's what you want. That's how you want your kids to compete up and down the lineup. So, like I said, while, while not perfect, uh, I thought, you know, he, he gave tremendous effort and gave himself a chance. My favorite thing you said in the post, uh, I, you know, the post-match talk with the team was, um, said Thomas Panola did not lose that match. He just ran out of time. Yep. I thought that was um, that very, very telling as far as, like, like, you know, your emphasis is, and it's not, the focus isn't on the result. Mm-hmm. It's not the points that add up. It's, you know, you, you wipe the points off the scoreboard, just watch the guys wrestling and focus on who went out there and gave their all. And like, kind of a, a minor aside to that is he started the third period in neutral, too. So all, all the points he scored in the third period were all offensive. Yep. Know, was it seven points at one point? You know, I mean, he, he had a couple stall calls, he had three takedowns. Take, three takedowns and two stall points. Yeah. yeah. So, so he, got, he, he, forced, he forced three stall calls and had three takedowns in two minutes. Yes. Which just shows Jensen, I mean, similar to what everyone <laughs> does, Jensen got scared. I mean, at the end, I mean, it was like one shot after another that, that he just kept going. Yep. Um, you know, like I said, it wasn't perfection because he got turned. And he also, he yep. gave up a takedown 
at the very end of that second period, if you remember, that really short, was another short time. After yeah. you make a mistake where you, you give up near fall in the first, right? You can't afford to make another mistake like right. he did, and he did. He, he gave up the takedown. Not mm -hmm. only was it a takedown, but there's no time to answer back with an escape, right? Mm -hmm. So it was 2-0 again. And when you're talking about chopping that margin down, we couldn't give up that mistake. So it was just one too many errors. But like I said, I was really happy with his effort in his fight. And I thought the entire team could, could learn from how he competed. If we do that from an effort standpoint, and just staying in the moment and wrestling every situation as hard as we can, uh, this team will be fine. Does that lead to confidence down the road for Tom specifically? Because, you know, Big Ten, Big Ten Championships. It should. It better. Big Ten Championships <laughs> is, is kind of a, you know, you get into to heavy. You never know how that bracket's going to gonna shake out. Yep. He might see Jensen again. He might see someone of, of the same caliber and just go in with a different belief. Yeah, like Tanner, I'll echo his sentiments. It, it should, right? He has every right to pull confidence um, out of that loss. You know, it will force him to examine some, some areas that he needs to improve in. But uh, like I said, he, he was going, you give, him a, you give him another 30 seconds or even a minute in that match and, and the, the result is different. And that's what you hope for. You know, a kid is so completely engaged in, you know, getting after this kid and trying to score and to run him down and to put pressure on him that he's not thinking about anything else. He, he, he wasn't hanging his head. He wasn't, oh, I've lost. I, you know, he, some kids will do that. You know, they look over to you and you can just see the resignation on their face. No, I mean, he was trying to run it down. He had nine points. I got to make it up somehow and he's going to find a way. Mm -hmm. Every guy needs to find that. You know, even, uh, even our guys who won matches, you know, I thought it was a, uh, um, and, and I'll use Devin Schroeder because he and I talked about it and he knows it. You know, he, he controlled the match. But I thought he had opportunities to widen the gap between him and, and, and that young man, and he didn't step on his throat and do it. And we want Devin to do that, to push himself. Don't go into cruise control. You know, this is the time of year where we're still trying to develop and grow, trying to get sharp for March. Use every opportunity as an opportunity to get better, to grow. And, uh, and I thought he kind of, you know, he coasted a little bit in there. You know, he got a takedown at the very end, so it was nice to see him go get the attack off, and, and I think he finished on top. But, man... There was like a minute in there that I felt like we, we wasted time. Yeah. You know, we, we really need to be kind of after him more, pushing pace more. So um, you want guys to learn and grow and develop from these situations. And we were talking this morning about how, you know, you, you bring up the sentiment of bonus points. And, and when you get into March and you get into Big Ten, you get into Nationals and you get into that tournament scoring, those bonus points make such a ginormous difference. I mean, you can put together, it's like, you know, Penn State winning those national titles, and it's like they were wrestling with 11 or 12 wrestlers for, for how many bonus points they were scoring yep. um, off, off those in, in their, their title runs. That's, that, can be, that can be the difference between finishing 15th and 10th. It sure. can be the difference between 10th and, and 5th this year. I mean, you know, you look at, when you look at that, how clustered 4 through 10 is so close. in the tournament mm -hmm. polls across the country mm -hmm. right now, those bonus points are going to be everything when it gets to march well, you know and it's not even for this year right i mean it's it's you know clearly no. there's some dominant teams out there right but even for us it, okay it, are we fighting for you know a, a trophy there you know what does that look like for us are we fighting for top 10 you know it, but ultimately the goal is to win a national title and you can't get there if you're not you know that's rarefied air like that's that's there's it's, it's not many teams do that. So you got to be at your best. And so you can't be at your best if you're going to take those easy wins or sit back when you're down nine and coast. Like, no, like get better. Use the situation for what it is and improve. So that's where I just, you know, 
no matter what it's going to be, if we're going to be 10th, if we're going to be 4th, if we're going to be 1st, like go out there and sell out because we can't get to where we want to be as a program if we don't have that established anyway. Um, I'll never forget, uh, it was my senior year, we got beat by uh, Oklahoma State, who was a prohibitive favorite. And uh, I can just remember Coach Gable you know, standing in front of the group prior to Nationals. So we got handled in the National Dual Finals. And um, you know, he was talking about how we're going to do this. And a lot of it was bonus points because they, you know, they always put out their predictions, right? That you sure. know, man has their predictions and doesn't have bonus points figured in there. And he was like, okay, here's, here's the differential and what they're predicted, and here's how we're going to cut it down. And a lot of it was dominance, bonus point wins, um, don't win by six, get, get your major, get the fall, finish the guys on his back, finish him. When he's ready to fold, put pressure on him, make him fold. And that, that you know, made a big impression on me, and you know, certainly um, that's something that we have to think about. You know, and, and we did it. You know, I mean, we, we, we won going away in 1997, um, you know, from a, from a, a point-scored standpoint. So I believe in it. You know, our guys have got to believe in it. And, and, and it takes courage, though, right? Like, when ultimately people want to think about just winning and losing, you, you get a little conservative at points because you don't want to screw it up. And that's, that's the mindset we do not want to have. Mm-hmm. I want you to compete like you're Thomas Panola and you're down by nine and we're going to run it down. You know, that's the ultimate. So, so that, that's what we're hoping our guys learn from that. That's what I wanted them to see is, okay, yeah, he lost. He made a couple of mistakes, but look at how he competed. You know, Devin, do that. You know, uh, Travis, do that. Every guy down the line. That's what we need. That's, that's a mentality. So, um, yeah. Well, like I said, Saturday, or Friday night, rather, was senior night in Mackey, uh, honoring three guys. We'll start off with Dylan Lighty uh, since – he got a match on, on Friday night, uh, got the win against Labriola, who is a guy he's gone back and forth with, but mm-hmm. holds the current record 4-2 to over him. Um, Whitey, 56-11 and 11 in the last two seasons. 17 of those wins have come against ranked opponents. Uh, his winning percentage has gone up every single year that he's wrestled. Uh, obviously been a model on and off the mat uh, for his entire time here. Was a part of your first full cycle as mm-hmm. a recruiting class. Mm-hmm. He was... A freshman in your second uh, year here as a coach uh, going on the run he has this year being in the top five for two months now uh, what has he meant to not only you but to this program uh, and you know helping build uh, where the program's at now yeah no i just really grateful uh, for not only Dylan I mean so we have other seniors too yeah um, Nate Lemix was a part of that class as well and mm-hmm. so you appreciate that they that they uh, trusted trusted us and came and helped us build what you know we think is the start of some very good things in the future right mm-hmm. like anything that happens from here on I want them them to know that they were a huge part of building that creating the culture the work ethic the mindset and I just think you see um, that because he's gotten better better every year he's, he's trusted and he's worked and, and now he's put himself in position to do some very special things and, and he was in at 7 a.m. this morning with me you know what I mean he's still he's working you know uh, he's up at seven. He's in getting his drills in. He's working on. He's trying to be better. You know, it's not like oh, I'm having a great year. Not. He's still. He's still working on things. That so. kid's not. That kid's not satisfied. It's been. It's been mm-hmm. amazing to. You know, I, I've been. You know, obviously been at Purdue a long time, but late to the party with with the wrestling thing and these seniors. Um, yeah. um, it's been. It's been cool that even before I, I came back on board with wrestling, got to know uh, Nate and Dylan mm-hmm. a little bit and Christian a little bit. Um, and uh, but watching Dylan's focus this year and and his uh you know you talk a lot about belief and talk about believing in 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 what you're going after and and 
And man, that kid believes. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, that kid believes. It kind of alluded to it, too. It, it's a similar situation in a larger scale with Panola in the third period being down 9-0, coming, storming back and making it a match. I think in a larger sense, that's kind of what Lighty's doing this year is he's been on the fringes, on the fringe for the last couple years and understands that this is it, this is my last run, and to leave it all out there, and it's clearly working for him so far. Like I said, he's only lost one match this year so far. Yeah, no, I think um, you, you want what what he is about, how he lives his life, how he thinks. Like you want that 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 is the normal or should be the normal yep. here, right? That that's that's the culture part of it, and that's he's been a big part of building that. So he's pulling people with him, um, but you know, I just I don't know he. Very appreciative of how he he's starting to lead more too. Yeah, you know I mean, like he had some really good things I think to say, and he would even be the first thing person to say that Thomas Panola has figured it out quicker than even him. Mm-hmm. You know, he made a comment similar to yes, that in the locker room. Absolutely. So I'm not putting words into his mouth. No. Like, um, you know where he's at now. He would say, "Hey, Thomas I, has figured this was, part out now." I was there. I can back him up. More this is of true. you guys need to figure that out. You know what I mean? So, so what you get from a leadership standpoint, both you know from a vocal sense and then from a you know just you know how he conducts himself, you see carrying on to these other guys. And I think that's that's more the legacy. I he's listen, no doubt he's going to finish very strong. He's going to have a very good end to his year. He's he's doing everything right, and he believes it, it's. You know, I, we know where he's going, but I think what he's helped establish too um, is is uh, is great to see. Yeah, uh, one of the other seniors, Nate Limix, has not had a ton of matches this year. Uh, what's super important? Already has a job lined up, engineering job lined up mm-hmm. for post graduation, which, as being a recent graduate, can I can tell you is is great for him. I mean, that that time after graduation when you don't have a job is awful. But certainly, it's not good. It's he, not good. I was he there had too. A real major though, unlike unlike the two true, of us. True, three. Uh, certainly, three of us. <laughs> uh, a very team-oriented guy. I mean, like I mentioned, he hasn't had a ton of matches this year, which just kind of leads to his character that he wants what's best for the team. You don't see. I I don't see. I'm not in the wrestling room every day. I don't see him hanging his head. I don't see him. You know, being quiet on the bench when. The guy's out wrestling 141 or wrestling 149. He's just as supportive as anyone else's. No, he, he's done a great job. You know, he he hasn't been a regular in the lineup this year. But you know, we needed him on that East Coast swing a few weeks ago, and he had two wins, and one of them was against I think a kid who had been in the top 25 yeah, from time to the time. The Rutgers kid, uh, Rutgers, Angelo, he Gerardo, right? He's yeah. been in and out of the rankings. Yeah. So uh, and and, I, and as I watch him in practice, I mean, he's still working hard. He's doing some of his best wrestling right now. So. Um, it's, it's nice to know that we have great senior leadership who is still exhibiting the right things, doing the right things. And trust me, he'll have, he'll have uh, you know, a say uh, in, in how this team finishes before it's done as well, just yeah. in terms of what he's doing in the room every day, pushing people, being ready. You know, he's, you know, he's, not, he's not throwing in the towel, you know, and, and that's what you need. Like, there's, there's always reasons to be better. And that's what we stress. Like, there's only 10 guys who get to wear the singlet, and that's unfortunate in some respects, right? But, right. man, everybody's going somewhere. Everybody's trying to do something. And I'm sure his experiences and the discipline and who he is is going to pay off big time down the road no matter what. And he's always ready to put his foot on the line. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I dig about Nate. Like, like you said, on that East Coast swing, he doesn't know. And, and, and Tony, you talked about this in your career, how, how Gable used to, like, you guys didn't know until, 
until it was time, and he'd pick one of you and say, go. Sometimes he'd just turn in the tunnel. The, the match before would finish, and he'd turn around and he'd point at the guy uh, that, that he wanted to go. So it forced you to be ready. Both guys. You had to be ready because you didn't know. He was literally going to let you know 10 seconds before. Nate brings that to ready. the table. Yeah. Nate, Nate is ready. He is ready at all times to put his foot on the line, and I dig that about him. I think it's awesome. Uh, the other guy, Christian Bruner. Uh, didn't get yep. to see him Friday night either, just uh, due to injury. Uh, he's had a winning record in all four years that he's been at Purdue, 47 and 16 in the last two years. Studying to be a vet, uh, with, yep. with I believe still intentions of going uh, grad school post graduation. Uh, in my opinion, obviously he's an incredible wrestler. What he brings to the table is his sense of humor. I mean, he's he's always able Christian's to break, a funny up, cat. break up the monotony of the routine, like the yep. day-in, day-out grind, and he's able to break that up. And two points to that. One is when he dressed up as you for Halloween <laughs> yeah. a couple of years ago. <laughs> and with his injury that he's battling using a cane, I think is so very funny because yep. I'm sure the doctor told him that he needed to be on a crutch to, to, take, care of, to take care of what he's dealing with. Yeah. And I just see that conversation panning out in my head of, of Bruner asking... Would a cane do the same thing? And the doctor being like, I guess. Yeah. I guess yeah. you can use a cane. And now seeing Bruner walk around with his, his cowboy hat on and his cane, he looks like he's an, a seven-year-old man on your team. Yeah, he, he, likes, to, he likes to ham it up. He <laughs> likes to, uh, you know, uh, lighten the mood. I really appreciate that. You know, the, the, the grind is real. We always talk about that. It's hard, right? Even when you're having a season like Lighty's, there's real challenges. There's real adversity for everyone. You know what I mean? Winning or losing. And so uh, to have somebody who has kind of his mindset um, is, is great. And, you know, he, he's, he's gotten some very good news from the doctors, you know, without going into specifics, which we can't. You know, everything's very encouraging. And so, you know, we expect uh, great things from him as we go. We're just trying to be cautious. So, you know, like I said, there's details we can't go into. But, you know. It, there's no quit in that cat. There's no quit. And uh, things are going to kind of come around, it looks like, for him, where, you know, he's going to have a great opportunity to, to accomplish some, some very big things for himself. So, uh, and another, another guy who, you know, a hard worker and has just stayed with it every year has gotten better. You see every year he's kind of grown and developed and uh, taken the experiences and, and used them to learn from it and then kind of improve. So, yeah, very appreciative of those three seniors and everything they've done for this program. And, you know, we want to close strong for them, too, because, uh, you know, we're in position to, to close really well, and then we want to make sure that we, we take care of business. Another good another good Christian Bruner, couple, couple small things. Um, couldn't believe... Uh, Minnesota, when they were here, their uh, their SID comes to me and he's like, Christian Bruner. I was like, yeah. He goes, is he really like? He's in the full getup. He's got the, he's got the hat and the belt buckle and yeah. the boots and like is, yeah. is that like is he just messing with people or is that like is that him? And I was like, no, that that's Christian. Yeah. Like he's. He's he's dressed all the way. He that he's 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 all in when it comes to this this, this lifestyle. Know, we we have a a policy that when we fly, it's business casual. So yep. minimum is uh, khakis and a polo, and uh, and he always complies. But man, I'm telling you, he routinely pushes. <laughs> Coach, I want to show up in the Canadian tuxedo. I mean, he wants to rock the gentleman. You know, he thinks that's formal. So he feels like if he gets to wear denim from head to foot, you know, head to toe. I was just saying, we, we might need to clarify for some people what the Canadian tuxedo is. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm all, good. Yeah. And no offense to anybody out there, but that's just, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's him. You know, that's what he wants to do. He considers that formal attire. So if somebody on a road trip's wearing a bolo tie, it's probably Christian. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yep. the other good one from the same duel. So Christian's on the bench. 
got his cane, you know, he's in his, got big belt buckle, whatnot. And uh, I got to do this to you. I'm sorry, Stephen Karn. Karn comes to me just before the duel starts, right? And he's like, Tanner, Tanner, you got to talk to Christian. I'm like, why? He's like, you got you to tell him, you know, his knife is sticking out of his pocket. You got to tell him he's got to put, he's got to put the, can you can't just, have a knife. Can you just, you can't have a knife in here. Can you just tell him to like tuck it into his pocket so nobody sees? And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, it's Bruner. Like, yeah, he's probably got a knife. Like, of course he does. <laughs> that totally makes like, sense. You never know. Hunting he's... knife. He was out checking his trapping line. Yeah, he <laughs> might. He <laughs> might have to. It might be a hunting he thing. Might, need it might to be a vet thing. I don't. Yeah, know. who knows? So I'm like, okay, sure. I'll tell Bruner to put his knife away. And here I am looking. I'm like, I, I don't see a knife, but Karn says there's a knife. I'm a fine. I'll, I'll address it. So I go over and I tap him on the shoulder. Christian, do me a favor, buddy. I was like, can you can you tuck the clip to your knife into your pocket so nobody can see it? And he looks at me with the most befuddled look on his face. He's like, knife? He's like, what? And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls the metal clip out. I see the metal clip and he pulls the metal clip out and it is a ballpoint pen of with a metal clip. And he turns and he holds it up at the scorer's bench to Karn and Steven just goes. Just deflated, huh? Just, I mean, you take all, the L. All the wind came out of the state. Yeah, the L was. Take, take the L. And uh, and we've never we haven't let him hear the end of no. it, and and we continue will to ride him on this so, topic. So rest assured, you're safe at Halloway. But Bruner, yeah, Bruner, absolutely. Karn's doing his job. Karn's doing All his of job. All drives won't fit in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like looking to the back pocket, like maybe he had like the big like I'm thinking like the big like hunting like knife yeah. Like, yeah. in yeah. the sheath in his back pocket yeah. or something like that. Karn's um, the event manager for those of you who are yeah. Like, Stephen yeah, Karn, our event manager, does a great job. Uh-huh. Keeps us. Uh, Keeps us safe and organized and whatnot when we have duels. Safer than we need to be. Uh, evidently. So um, yeah. those were two, uh, it, they just happened to be on the same night, but two great Christian Bruner moments yep. um, that definitely speak to, to him. Well, certainly a great class, and I'm sure a class, like we mentioned with Lighty, a class that means a lot to you just because, I mean, these are some of the first guys that you recruited as, yep. as, a, as the head coach here. Uh, so Nebraska match was on Friday. Illinois match isn't until Sunday, which is... Can we go back to Nebraska one more thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the seniors, yes. So the seniors are quickly going to be added, before we know mm-hmm. it, they're going to be added to a, an esteemed group of alums. And uh, we had an awesome group come back Friday to join us. Yep. Um, they were recognized at the intermission. Um, you know, some, some guys that I hadn't seen in a long time, some guys mm-hmm. uh, from way back when. When was the... Tom, was it Tom Robinson? Was that his name? Tom? Yes. Uh, class of what? Was it class of 70? No, it was 50-something. 50 56? Made a fi- 1956? That's not maybe 56, 59. I don't want to do a disservice to him. But, man, it, it, was, it was awesome. He uh, wrestled for Claude Reek. Yes, we had two, two gentlemen there that had wrestled for Claude. So, uh, it, no, it was, re- it was great to have the alums come out um, from a, a number of years uh, and, and represent, you know, kind of everybody who had come before. Um, you know, we actually had some coaches, you know, high school coaches too that had, uh, I think it was, uh, you know, sectionals the next day. Yep. Um, and so they were obviously busy and wanted to get their athletes ready too. So now I'm very thankful that we had a number, you know, the representation was great that they came back and, and you know, got to be recognized and enjoyed an evening, um, you know, watching wrestling. And I think it's, you know, a credit to you, a credit to the, the team that you currently have, the team that you've had for the last couple of years is that, they give they give these guys something to be proud of, something that they're willing to come back and say that 
I was also a part of, of what's going on right now in Purdue Wrestling. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, great to hear their memories. You know, yeah. what I mean, they, they as they went around and they kind of introduced themselves. I think they were, you know, uh, spoke about kind of maybe something that was you know special to them and their time or one of their favorite memories. And it just, you know, a lot of a lot of guys. You know, it's not the wins and losses all the time. It's you know, it's the friends or the the travel or the mo- those moments. And right. it's always fun to hear. Uh, well, Nebraska match on Friday, Illinois coming up on Sunday. That match at two p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Uh, so be sure to tune in for that. But it's a full eight days. Oilers on TV. Let's yeah. go. Full eight days away. Uh, nine if you count match day. Uh, so has that? What has that done for your schedule so far this week? I mean, I know we're we're halfway through that break already. Yeah. Um, but did you give a guys a little bit of extra time on after Nebraska or? No, you know, we gave him a couple days off, which was nice. I gave him the weekend off, um, you know, Saturday, Sunday, and then we came back Monday, and obviously we're, we're starting pr- preparations now. And it's nice to have a full week. We just came through a really uh, busy schedule in a run of tough teams, you know, uh, on the road for three in a row, and then three, I think it was top ten teams at home. And, yep. and it's, you know, you finish on Sunday, you're off days Monday, and now you're Tuesday, Wednesday, and, hey, we're dual Friday, right? Right back on the mat. So it was, it was just such a quick turnaround. It was nice to give them a couple days and say, hey, man, get refreshed. You know, keep your weight where it needs to be. You certainly sure. you can't come off your discipline, but to have a couple days where, you know, what do you want to do from a workout standpoint? It's, it's more up to you, you know? Uh, you know. What do you want that to look like? It was nice. So we got back Monday, and, and we've had a couple good days of preparation. We'll have another really good one today um, because we, you know, we're still – you know, five days out from competing hard. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll appreciate that. I mean, they've they've uh, certainly worked hard up to this point, and then they've got another tough opponent in Illinois on Sunday before a long break, and we won't get into Big Tens or anything postseason until next week. Until, Coming soon, though. Uh, more of that stuff comes out. But still going to be a tough duel on Sunday against the Illini in their home gym. No doubt, and they're they're on a bit of a roll right now. I think they've they've won. I mean, it might be four or five in a row. I don't have the exact number, but but they're they're a good balanced team, and and we're going to have to come ready to fight, just like any any Big Ten opponent. You know, um, it's it's another opportunity, right. and that's how we need to look at it. Right, uh, you can't change your mindset. We've talked a lot about that. I think this year, so I expect the same mindset with the same goals. For those guys to go out and, and execute their match plan and compete hard for seven minutes. Yeah. Another well, cool look back um, Sunday, we uh, we had a, a small group of guys go down to the Greyhound Open down in Indianapolis. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, had, the guys did really well. Marshall Craig won the 133 pound title. We had two guys placed at 25. We had a couple more guys placed at 33. Yep. I um, uh, had uh, heavyweight. Heavyweight. Jerry Perry, uh, Perry got fourth place. Fourth. So. Yeah, it was, it was nice, and that's more than likely the last open for this group. You know, they'll, they'll start, um, you know, helping us prepare for the Big Tens and Nationals, right? So they won't be competing as much. So this, you know, for most of them is kind of that last open. It was nice to see them have success, you know, which is also a great thing about wrestling, right? Like, um, they have opportunities to compete even though they're not the guy. Absolutely. And you like to see these kids make the most of their opportunities. It's there, and it's important for them. It's, it's, it's a chance for them to get their foot on the line and go out there and practice, you know, practice the, the messages that they're hearing day in and day out as far as, you know, it was good to see you guys chase bonus points. It was good to see you guys, you know, go get tech falls, go get falls, mm-hmm. go get, you know, go get those, you know, not, not, focus, on, not focus on the points, but, but, but dominating your opponent. Yep. And, and a lot of them did a really good job at that. Well, as I mentioned, uh, Sunday, the last dual meet of the season, so last opportunity to see the Boilers on Sunday, like we said, 2 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. 
If you live locally here in West Lafayette, it's only like an hour and a half drive to Champaign, so not that far. And there is a time change, so it's really only like thirty minute drive. I, really, I believe I believe <laughs> Google Maps Google Maps had an hour and forty one minutes. So that's so, so, half, so a forty one minute drive. That is too huff hall. That is too huff hall. It'll yes. take you forty one minutes on the clock to get there. The match is on the on the Big Ten Network live. Linear Se- network. Second yes. time you've been on the on the network. Mm-hmm. This season, every other match that you've had at home, this is in my wheelhouse. That's why I'm talking about it. But it's live streamed, Big Ten Network, uh, BTN Plus, and Flow Wrestling. How would like? I think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I hope that you think that's a big deal because that's, that's why we do what we do. But how big? How important is it for for the sport to get that sort of exposure? No, I think it's incredibly important. I mean, we we talk all the time about. How can we grow the sport? And I think the dual meet is a big part of that. You know, your casual fan, um, you know, before they're passionate about the sport, they're not going to show up to a a two-day wrestling tournament or a three-day tournament and watch for hours and hours on end. So that dual meet where... And hours and hours. You know, two hours, you know, you can watch it. There's a rivalry, right? Like you have... You know, us in Illinois who are, you know, we touch borders, and so there, there's some familiarity there or some rivalry there. Like, you want to grow that, and I think the dual meet is the way we do it, and TV helps expose people to that. So I think it's incredibly important. Uh, I feel like the Big Ten is doing a great job of getting more TV opportunities. I would just like, it see, uh, like to see it grow for all of the Big Ten. You know, clearly, right now, you have a lot of the teams ranked one, two, and three, which we're really deep, have several opportunities. You know, this will be our second. Uh, you know, we want to continue to have more. Some of that's on us. We're, we need to go win. Right, and, and we're gonna we're gonna bust our tails to make that happen as well. We're gonna continue to to have guys fighting for national championships and and all Americanized. So those those rankings, are, um, you know, those matchups force people to put you on. Yep. But but that that would be my only thing is we wanna I wanna absolutely be on TV five six seven times a year. You know, if we can. So um, we want to keep pushing that that envelope if we can with the Big Ten. And, and like I said, we got to do our part as well. Well, I know I love I certainly love seeing you know scrolling through. TV, seeing Big Ten wrestling or NCAA wrestling come up on a Friday night or a Sunday afternoon or sometimes even a Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's always fun to watch. I, I don't know. I mean, hey, I'm biased clearly, but I don't know what I don't know what pe- more people need. I mean, like you mentioned, the rivalries, the the head to head. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the crux of what wrestling is of just like a one on one match. Like this guy is going to try and and take on this guy, and one better than one, yep. and it's. There's it's a, great to see on TV. Without going too far off the rails, I will say uh, I'm, I'm on a, a committee um, um, you that, that talks about these. Yeah, I know I'm a coach. Um, so there's a lot of talk and discussion now about moving to a one-semester sport and then along with that move, maybe going to uh, a dual-meet season as well where we can have a dual-meet championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do feel like I know there's a lot of support in the same thing that I just expressed with the dual meet, pulling in casual fans and and growing that base. And so um, we feel like the way the season is structured now too hurts that uh, because uh, you're trying to get your guys ready for for the NCAAs in March. So you might pull a guy here or pull a guy there and and then you miss some of the matchups because you're just trying to get to March healthy, right? The dual meets in some instances clearly don't mean as much. And, and I completely get it. I'm a tradition, traditionalist. I, I love the national championships in March, okay? But I do think if for the health of the sport, we want to find a format that can work where the dual meet is emphasized 
more. And maybe if we go to that second semester, um, the feeling is we can help ourselves in a number of ways. We can help ourselves from an APR, you know, an academic progress rate standpoint, right? Um, where we're not traveling and making weight through both semesters. Okay, so maybe we can get more, uh, you know, academically done in the first semester. And then the second semester, you can kind of divide your season a little bit. And I do think there will be a lot of support uh, for that. So hopefully we'll have news to report next year about movement in that way. You know, and so that's just that's kind of a brief overview, but I know it's out there. We've discussed it on one of the committees I'm on, and, and I feel like there's a lot of support moving ahead with that. It'll certainly be exciting. To, I mean, like you said, hopefully, you know, next year we can, we can certainly talk about more specifics of, of things that may be on the table. But I think one of the big things, one of the big hurdles to jump is when you create a new championship is incentivizing it, right? Like the... Winning a national championship has the history behind it. Winning the national championship has, you know, your medal, your trophy. It, you know, the, the list of incredible wrestlers that have won national championships. If you create, try to create something new or something different or relatively new, it's incentivizing of, okay, we have a dual meet championship, but why should I sure. care about the dual meet sure. championship? Yep, yep. There's no, there's no doubt um, that, you know, giving it legitimacy mm-hmm. you know, or incentivizing it, as you would say, is important. Um, I do feel, like I said, I, I think the coaches all recognize the need for it mm-hmm. and that it is a, uh, it is a completely different, it recognizes a different, different aspect of the sport yep. because clearly with four or five individuals who can score really well at nationals, you don't need 10 weights where all 10 weights have an effect on a dual meet. And I think yep. that is important and, and there are different aspects, you know, of our sport. So, I do think you're right. It's got to be backed in the right way. It's got to be the NCAA sponsorship is going to be a huge is going to be a huge kind of like nail in this yep. whole deal. Mm-hmm. In the fact that if if in the past when they've tried to do some dual meet stuff, um, the NCAA hasn't been on board, and yep. that's and that's that's, ca- is, that's caused there to be you know kind of is it important is it not important type yeah. of deal. I think you know there's enough wrestling fans out there though that understand that it is important because you have. Most states have a dual meet state championship. You know, Pennsylvania just finished sure. theirs. Ohio has theirs coming up. You know, some states stay until they're after their individuals. So that concept is already out there. I don't think it's a far leap. Um, I do think, too, one of the, uh, just from a legislation piece, this is interesting to me, so I'll bring it up. You know, football has this now where they can compete uh, four games or fewer and still yeah. preserve their red shirt. Yeah, right. That is something that we're, we're wanting to explore as well. It's a concept that we'd like to see you know, uh, NCAA kind of push through and adopt because if we can have red shirts help fill in our lineup from time to time, we don't have to take forfeits. You know, wrestling isn't a sport where, you know, if, you know, you're, you're missing a guard, you put another guard in or you take a, hey, you take a forward and make him a guard, help cover. Right. We have 125 pounds, 133 pounds. And so it makes it difficult just to sub a guy in. Well, especially and, with, the, with the new weight regulations and how much weight yeah, people can how lose. You can and, yeah, you can't. So we need ways to have some flexibility with if we could use you know, some of those red shirts um, to plug in in places, you could still not have forfeits and have a quality dual meet because you know, the talent's good. You just don't want to burn the red shirt. Not to mention, so, give, not to mention give the fans a, a quick look at a, at a prize coming? recruit that could, you know, might, might yeah. be in the, you know, you think yeah. it's going to be in the lineup next year or the year after type of deal, uh, get a sneak peek at, at what's coming down the line. Right. So I think those are all issues, right? If you're looking at the landscape of wrestling and how we're trying to make things better, I think that might be a little, you know, a sneak peek of where we hope. By no means is it guaranteed. I just know those are things that are kind of being brought up and talked openly about. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, I think those things could really help the quality of the dual meet within our sport, you know, and still preserve a red shirt, put a quality product out, eliminate forfeits, you know. And so uh, let's, let's hope those things gain momentum as we move forward. You said something about how, like, the top guys, you know, when you're, when you're one of those top guys in the top teams and you, you, you're a little more strategic about how many matches you wrestle. We were looking through the other day, and, it's, and there's some cases, you know, I don't want to call anybody out specifically, but it's crazy to me to see some of these people that are ranked one, two, three in the country, and they've wrestled like seven matches yeah. this year, yeah. 10 matches this year, 12 matches this year. And it's, and it's hard because you think about the fact, like, you know that this guy's the top guy at the weight. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, people understand it. They, you know, they're a defending national champion, or they've, you know, or they've beat the best people in, in, in their limited amount of matches, but it's so crazy that, like, if, you know, we'll flip to basketball. If, if, if Duke only played like seven games in the year mm-hmm. as, and while everybody else is playing 25 or 30, right. like it wouldn't work the same. If it, it, it's, it's crazy to me how like there's certain things about wrestling and there's certain like, you know, if Alabama football only played a five-game schedule and they played a couple of the top teams but then they played a couple, you know, cupcakes or whatnot, would you, would you still put them in the college football playoff? They probably would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other talk. <laughs> oh, I, I love that you guys are having these conversations. It's interesting, right? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. you, you can't make that. It, it's, it's not an apples-to-apples deal when you're, when no. you're looking at how these sports are approached and, yeah. and how they're looked at in it. And it can be very confusing for the casual fan mm-hmm. who doesn't necessarily understand the sport. Who we want to join. Well, yeah, the we're, ranks tra- right. we're, trying to pull, we're trying to pull these sure. people in. Which is exactly what you're doing. I mean, you're create if you know if this were to happen, creating just another high level, you know, weekend, a high level week, a tournament mm-hmm. that you know, yep. I, Big Tens is incredible to watch. NCAs is incredible to watch. A lot of other conference tournaments are incredible to watch, and this would just be another in that list of really good competition. No doubt, taking on one another. And there's been so much uh, good in terms of ratings and, and um, things as far as the dual meet goes this year, right? Like you can point to a lot of different dual meets where it was a strong crowd or a strong viewership on TV. We talked, I believe, about how Penn State Iowa did when they were on TV. That was a very strong yeah. night for TV for wrestling. So I think there's enough evidence. Uh, to show that events like these can make money. There's a revenue source there, which, you know, let's face it, when you're talking about TV is what you need. You need to prove that's a viable uh, event. And I think that's... That, air, that airtime has to be valuable. Yeah, I think that's what you're seeing. And so there's the strength and maybe the timing's right to make some of these moves now and, and, and build a better product and maybe create a... Uh, a better student athlete experience too. I throw that in because of the one semester. Yeah. I str- I personally strongly believe in that. I you know there's different opinions, so I don't want to, you know, tell you that's uh, you know the end all be all. But I just really feel like you go to one semester and let these kids academically focus on some things, and then we start off you know and 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 go hard. Uh, we could have maybe a, a better student athlete experience as well. Well. All to say that the Boilers will be on TV on Sunday. <laughs> it's a, a long turn there. But yes. Set your DVR. Uh, but 2 o'clock on Sunday on Big Ten Network, Boilers taking on the line. Like I said, the last chance to see the Boilers in the regular season. Last chance to see the Boilers for a little while. It's uh, about three weeks after yep. Sunday, too. Yes, it is. You'll get to see them again at Big Ten. Uh, but we'll preview that next week on the Way Aggressive Podcast. Thanks. Coach Tony Arslan, Tanner, Corey behind the scenes. I'm Hunter. Always aggressive podcast, as always. Boiler up.